You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hello, Michael. Andre, you've done it again. I have done it again. Okay, but to be fair, this is part two of the same session. I know, I know. Um, we are once I really again... can't get, wait to get to the red part, but anyway. Okay, well, we bring on next. another guest. Coming up next. Anyways, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll have another new guest. On yes, we are having somebody else. Um, we are once again joined by Christine Campbell. Hi, boys. Hashtag Shardcore. Um, hashtag... Wait, not hashtag girlsgogrape.com. And uh, you showed us yours. I did. Now I'll show you mine. Okay. Um, we usually raid Michael's cellar for the podcast. Um, as we've talked about, my cellar is generally crafted differently and not as old or as extensive as yours. And 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 what did you say? 65% Chardonnay? 60%. 60%. Okay. Which it, and it's gotten worse. Is, no, I haven't, I haven't done a catalog because I brought a bunch of Chardonnay back from France. Where mine is n- like literally 85% red. So... Like you have, yeah, you're totally skewed. Okay, but when and any and any seller I do is skewed red. heavier red. <laughs> I should I should get you to come uh, come and do my wine cellar just just so I think you can't afford me. Uh, I think it would be worth the money just to watch you sit in my basement and shake your head at, at all the, the bottles and like <laughs> making the catalog of it and 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 everything. Um, but yes, for those of you who didn't hear last week's episode, Christine and I met. Go back and in, listen to uh, it, for God's sakes. What are you doing? Christine like, you've got such a busy life, you can't go back and listen. Press it's pause. like I'm an old Jewish mother. Go back and listen to the podcast, for God's sake. Your voice is so loud, it was picked up by all the other microphones on that little rant there. Um, Christine and I connected in Abruzzo, and we have bonded over our mutual love of Chardonnay. And what I have done is I've raided my cellar and I have pulled out. Thank God. We're going to go from 2018 to 2014 with six bottles of Ontario Chardonnay. I threw one in. I was doing the catalog of what I have in my in my cellar and I don't have a lot of Prince Edward County Chardonnay. And I don't know why because I love it so much. All right. Well, here we go. All right. Let's start, let's start from the top. So we're going to go with 2018. This is Flat Rock, the Rusty Shed. Um, it is is Flat Rock is in my opinion one of the benchmark producers in the province they make excellent 20 I think it's $22 now their Chardonnay mm. that you get oh the, the regular the regular Chardonnay is $19.95 I was just I was just there right and on just, and this sold out of the 2020 and I it's bought getting the last harder four bo- I know Andre I bought the last four bottles of the eight they had from what vintage? 2020. The 2020 base model 20, uh, 20 Chardonnay. Already sold out? Already sold out. Uh, the LCBO it. still has some, but the winery can't get it. I'm waiting Done. for the, I'm waiting for the, um, waiting for the uh, Rusty Shed to come out. Anyway. I think it should be good. Rusty Shed is their flagship, flagship Chardonnay. 2018 was a weird vintage for Niagara. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the listeners, we're going to be talking a little bit about the vintage conditions from which these wines were made. Then we're going to ask Christine what, what her tasting notes and her thoughts are. So 2018 was hot in the summer and then it had a rainy, cool fall and harvest season. Correct. And I have found, actually, you know what? I'll tell you what I think about the 2018s in general after we get your thoughts on this wine. Hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts first. I know I'm kind of like flicking it back to you, but... She's flicking your stuff, Andre. Flick. The 2018 Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, in general, I have found to be quite fussy. Not just from Flat Rock, but from from all producers. Um, <laughs> what I miss? Did I miss a dirty joke? 
<laughs> yeah. so she's taking your nuts and just whacking them together. Sorry. <laughs> you know, visual jokes don't just, work on this. She, right? was, so she funny. was flicking at, she flicked it back at you, and then she took your nuts and gave them a, gave them a tap together. Do we have to pull the swear jar out again? I don't know. But I just, it was, it was really fun. funny the way she's like, it oh no, fun. you tell me your thoughts. <laughs> just right back at you. I don't know. She's shardcore, but she's not shard curious. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we'll get we'll get through these six bad girls and figure it out. All right. Well, I'm throwing it back to you then. Um, I, I'm getting a bit of funk on the nose on on this one personally, and um, I'm identifying it a tiny bit of like some parm, like butritic, uh, bit of parm cheese in there, and um, I'm getting hazelnuts, and I'm getting um, kind of like a charred. A charred wood. I would love to understand or have the breakdown of what the winemaking choices were with this. I know they're not they're not generally heavy handed on their use of new oak, but they do cycle in. I think it's generally no more than twenty or yeah, twenty five percent. I will I will agree with uh, Christine on this one. I mm-hmm. didn't think the eighteen uh, rusty shed was as good as the nineteen, which mm-hmm. was stellar, or like the seventeen that was that was nearly flawless. But the eight. The 18 did have a little bit of that funk on it, and I, I applaud you for pouring this. Mm. Um, I, I liked it at the time. I don't like it now that we're in, in that four year. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, as, okay. I'm not so, appreciative of it as I am the 19 because I do have the 19 in mind. I have a bunch of the 19 in my cellar, and I have more than 19. I grabbed this because it was an 18, and I wanted to see if it was ready to drink because I do remember, in particular, Flat Rock and in particular Batchelder, the 2018s they made. These are producers who are not known for being heavy-handed with their use of oak. That when I tasted these at release date or when they were sent to us for review the oak was very heavy handed and while I find uh, some of the more harsher wood tannins have started to soften on this the the notes that you said hazelnut all those are wood notes yeah and the the fruit is starting to come out I think I have one more bottle of this in the cellar I still don't think this is worth revisiting for another two three years I, I have always found that when it comes to the flat rock rusty shed versus the uh, uh, let's call it their their entry level yeah, I always find that in hot vintages, the entry level is the better wine than the rusty shed. In cool vintages, the rusty shed just is heads and tails above. above okay, are we calling eighteen a hot vintage though? Because it was a hot summer, whereas nineteen was cool, and and the rusty shed I thought outshone the uh, their entry level, just the regular Chardonnay. So what we have here is Light Hall Chardonnay, Ramirez Family Vineyards, 2017. Uh, 2017 is, I think, my favorite vintage from Ontario that I've ever tasted in my career as a as a wine writer. And I'm saying this without smelling this or tasting this. So this is from Prince Edward County. So, so the so other side of the other side of Toronto, they bury their vines in the winter to keep them alive. The vineyards generally crop back naturally just because of the viticultural conditions. Um, alcohols are generally a little bit lower. 2017 was that really, really weird, messed vintage. up vintage. So I'll, I'll let you taste this one sure. before you get too deep into it. I'll tell you it was a miracle vintage. And the reason why we had a very, very uh, cool, wet summer in 2017. And then basically uh, September 1st, it was like somebody threw a light switch and we had 30 degrees for two months. And that was, it saved the vintage. Otherwise, we were making nothing but uh, sparkling wine and rosé. Oh, even then. like I remember when we made When Pigs Fly in 2017, we walked the vineyard the first week of September. 
and we were getting like 12 bricks of of sugar to ferment and you need 18 to hit vqa, VQA and we had no idea what we were going to do but it's been really weird because for me chardonnay and pinot noir from 2017 specifically was outstanding but even the reds like the trius red from 2017 is is delicious and that's a bordeaux variety bordeaux cell varietal okay so you've sold the vintage now let's see what christine says about this one yeah and I can see by the look on her face, she's probably in the same camp I am for this wine. So go ahead, Christine. I want you to go. I don't no, like. I don't first. like it. Ah, shot not. Um. Oh, you just full, full on threw it out there. Right. I don't like it. I do not like it. I didn't like it the day, the day I tried it. Uh, I love Light Hall's Chardonnays usually. This Ramirez Vineyard stuff that I have tasted in the past has not been great. Um, and, at, and at I the don't, time I tasted this, I remember it being great, but it has not aged well for the past. And I don't know. I don't know why people continue to use this Ramirez Vineyard. I really don't. And so what through. I'm what I'm getting is a lot of bruised, and I I yeah. believe that the fruit has fallen, and I it, it's a it's a flat wine. Um, I think it's kind of past its prime, and it's not delivering what I think that you were hoping it would. It it is a hundred percent not. But I mean that's the but that's the cool thing. Seller, that's right. right? Yes. So, I yeah, uh, Andre, I'm still not convinced on Ramirez Vineyard. And until somebody pours me a bottle of Ramirez Vineyard a couple of vintages in a row, I am gonna I'm gonna stay on that on that path. Uh, so um, that one was almost getting into like sherry notes for me. Yes, very much. It is. It is. So I I, I I I'm still not convinced on this Ramirez Vineyard. I don't I don't know why uh, Prince Edward County. Uh, um, people are all up and uh, up about that. I, I, it hasn't proven anything to me. Nothing. So anyway, all right. We're but now you're, on you're to, a Captain Chardonnay. We're so. now on to the 2017 Canadian Oak Chardonnay so, from Featherstone so, so Winery. Far you're too. Say that one more time. I was too. What? The 2017 <laughs> Canadian Oak Chardonnay from Featherstone. Another wine that when I bought a bunch of it, I really, really loved. And smelling this, I think it's it could be past its prime again. So, oh no! So Canadian oak um, is not a really ageable oak, sadly. And no, I, and it, it is. It has been it, it been proven time and time again. Derek Barnett used to make lots of Canadian oak shard, and I would never hold them past three years. Um, we are getting now into the to, to, for me uh, into the realm of um, past their prime Ontario. Chardonnay. I do not hold Chardonnay over five years. You obviously do, but I do not hold Ontario Chardonnay for over five years because we end up with that kind of weird funky. And when I buy them, I am looking, I'm giving Christine time to taste this wine. Um, I just find that five plus years is a real crapshoot. I think your, 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 your real chance to convince her was in the first two. Now we are really going into the realm of... I don't know where the hell we're going. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I think I've got a couple of ringers here that um, should hold up. Otherwise, I don't know what what we're doing here. I was so excited to pull these from the cellar. But I'm so. In, I, you know what? This is the thing that I think that we would all agree about, and that is that wine needs to be not pretentious. Yeah. Everyone has a different palate. There's a wine for everyone, and the only way that you learn and the only way that you grow in your wine appreciation oh, is by trying vintages trying geographical okay. wines from places that you haven't before that said what did you think of the featherstone canadian yeah, you oak didn't say i'm sure anything i'm like sure you don't get a lot of canadian oak in british columbia it, it was a it was a no-go for me okay no fly zone 
It was done. All right. So now we are into the 2016 Shadow to Charm St. David's Bench Chardonnay. Chardonnay. So 16. And, and also we can think of vintage. We can, and we can look at the color. Exactly. It's the color. This has not like this is a okay. this is a pristine looking wine. I know this was recently released. I don't know why they held it longer. It also wasn't expensive. I, actually, you know what? I think I'm getting a little defensive now. I feel like I'm on the ropes because I thought I was pulling out these really delicious wines. And now, uh, I mean, two of the four were past their prime. But um, I was happy. Like, when I took the, the nose out of the glass, this 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 still smells good. Okay. It's, it's, Over to you. It's, um, I get a lot of floral notes on this. I got a lot of... Um, tree fruits it is light it is flirty it is fun there is nothing wrong with this wine it is well crafted um is this a wine that i want to run out and get a case of probably not but i am i going to turn this down absolutely no like i'm going to enjoy a, she, pay maybe another glass of this after because she, i enjoy she does it not kick it out of bed for eating crackers is what she's saying no i, I would i would i would it. snuggle i would snuggle with snuggle this. up right next to it have a little so, cheese have some have i called those, it have those flight, crackers. I, I called it flirty and fun right here, here's the asterisk Beside this wine is oh. it was like twenty five bucks, but yeah. that's brilliant. Like yeah. this, I, and still. I think even even now, um, so Michael and I have talked about this a lot in the podcast. In Ontario, we have a bad habit. Um, up until I think, especially you and I, recently we have a bad habit of when we have those hot dry vintages of calling them good vintages and cool vintages, bad vintages. Now that we've really kind of discovered how the viticulture works in the province, you and I, and I think a lot of other people are just better at saying warm vintage, cool vintage, twenty sixteen was an outstanding vintage if you were a Merlot grower or Cabernet Sauvignon grower or Cabernet Franc grower. But for growers of Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Gamay, Riesling, you had to be on your vineyards to make sure you didn't lose that acid. The thing I like about this is you can tell that the acids are lower than even the 2017s we just tasted that were over the hill. But it was still there. Would you agree that it's light, flirty, and fun? I do like I think this. I, is the perfect word. For I do. Line. I do like the Chardonnay. The Chardonnay uh, Andre is the best of the uh, of the four we have uh, we have done. Okay. Well, let's move on to the next. So one. you we're are now, we're you are now you are now one in three, one in three, and and you're getting into the older okay, stuff. Nice, nice, nice math there, Michael. There is four. Correct. You're one for three. One in three, meaning you got a, you got one win and three losses. Oh, that's not how oh, I okay, heard that. Yeah, that. That's not how most people do math <laughs> no. either. One and three. Okay, look. This is it's, this is another like, one where like, even though it's, it's, it's older, look at the color. Yeah, it's, it's another like, one where it's, like it's pristine. It's, it's a baseball analogy. It's like, bright. Like, it's like, like this beautiful lemon, oh beautiful bright lemon. Okay, the nose is good. This is a 2015 Civility uh, Chardonnay from a 16 mile. Mama likey. Yeah. I haven't even put it in my mouth yet. Oh my god, she went there. Yeah, I I had to hold my tongue on that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want to want to drink this. Like, I actually so compared to the 2017s that were past their prime, I'm not sure this is there yet. Oh no, it's there. Yeah, this is drinkable. This is drinkable now. So, the other one was flirty and fun. The other one was flirty and fun. This one for me is like wicked finessed elegance in a glass. This is a killer wine. I'm loving this. I would buy a case of this. This is something that I wouldn't kick out of bed for life. But I mean. Here's what I would say about this. The fruit's gorgeous. Everything's good in that wine. I would not wait too much longer. If you have that 15 mm. Civility Chardonnay in your cellar, 
don't start telling me, Andre, that you'd hold that because I think you're going to kill it. Look, okay, first off, I look at the color. I, mm. I don't think I would hold this for like five or ten years. No, no, I, no don't. You're drinking this in the next two years. Two years. You're drinking this in the next two years. Agreed. You are agreed, uh, and then you are uh, you are on that knife's edge of you know where it's going to go. This but is I really pretty, lovely right now. I, I, I think I think what we're learning too though is um or what I'm learning. Sorry, you've already you've already told me this. I haven't listened to you, but now I'm going to start listening to you. What? Is that the wines like this are an exception in Niagara. So this is just exceptional winemaking that we have a Chardonnay from 2015 that's seven years in the future that's still intact. So this will still be good to 2024, 2025. And I know if you go to the winery, they are very good at keeping a library. 16 Mile is a by appointment only winery. Still flying under the radar. Definitely not the cool kids like... I think comparables would be places like Cole Morissette these days. But, like, go there. If you want to taste the 2015 that we're tasting, ask for it. I don't think they're going to charge an arm and a leg for it. I think I think this is still like a $35 or $40 bottle of wine. It's but but I think it's 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 a good one and as I said 2 years maximum. You are you are pushing the edge of Ontario Chardonnay's viability. I'm going to go 2 to 2 to 4, but I would I'm not I would not push 4 on that. I would no. not push 2. I would not. Uh, push I would just do 2. Like 2 is your okay, outside I'm window. How fresh this is right now. Like this is I don't disagree, but what I would be terrified for Correct. is you do that 2 years and six months, and then it's just fallen. And it just—it would just be—I think it yeah. would be a, a real loss. It would be a sin because this is be so pretty. Heart, it would be heartbreak. heartbreaking. Yeah. To like you said, you'd buy a case. I would. But I would be buying a case for the next year, and totally. then I'd be pulling out a bottle every month. Hundred percent. And then the moment I'm thinking this is falling apart, I'm yeah. pulling out seven bottles. You know, the other the other six bottles, the other four bottles, whatever you've got left. Yep. I'm bringing friends over and going, "You are going to drink this, whether it kills you or not." No, this is this is a very beautiful wine. Yeah. Let's go to. So I have, line. I do have a lot of hope uh, for this one to make it a, a three and three record for you. Ooh, colors getting a little darker. Uh, this, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the color after the 17s. So we are. So ba- again, your record is two and three, meaning two wins, three losses. Ooh, this is farty. This is uh, 2027. Uh, that's the uh, Wismer Vineyard Foxcroft block. And what did you say? 14. So now I think you're on the, oh. I think you're on the outside edge, but oh, no, it is under screw cap. Okay. It's a little farty. I mm. think so I've never talked to Kevin about his, um, his winemaking style, but I think there's some reduction on this. <laughs> Christine, you think a little reduction or a lot reduction? Yeah, this is, I'm having a hard time getting it to the mouth. You know what? I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I will. I will. I will go there because, as a wine fault assessor for BCVQA, I have to smell and taste everything. Do you think there's a fault to this? Okay, I do get that cream corn on here. Mm. We sort of so 2015. 2015 was what we call a typical vintage in Niagara. It wasn't Mm. hot. It wasn't cold. It was off. It was the only thing about 15. It was off of a short crop season. So we already had short. We already had short crop fruit. Yeah. This isn't faulted at all. I just think it's quite disjointed. I agree with that. Um, I find that it's like trying to find some cohesion, and it's not. It's just not. It's just not glomming together the way that I th- think parts it. There's of this that are aggressive on the palate. Yeah. It's not what you want it to be. It was almost spritzy on my tongue. I, like there I, was a, a, a like an attack. I will argue this wine uh, to this point. Um, 
2027 does make really good wines. Uh, I would say that probably in the next hour, that may come together. May. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying may come together. The uh, the, the fartiness that you called it might integrate itself. Um, everything might, because, you know, we just opened these within the last 20 minutes. Okay, but this, this is 2014. Wine, this correct, is- but, I'm, I, I, but I also prefaced it by saying we are, we are, and in my opinion, we are at the other end of where I hold any Ontario Chardonnay. We are, we are well in the eight eight years. Mine is five to seven for holding Ontario Chardonnay. Five is usually my outer limit these days. If I find one that's in seven, I'm like, oh, I like. I usually find that in the cellar, and I go, oh, I'm gonna. I need a backup bottle from like 2020, right? Something that's that's going to be fresh because I have a fear of anything 15 and beyond. A uh, 14. Here is where we are. Um, uh, to me, we are on the outer reaches. We are in that universe that. No, it's not going to be good. Under screw cap might give it an extra year. I think that's why I'm holding these screw cap wines longer. That's where I'm giving uh, Kevin Panagapka a little bit of grace that maybe, maybe if I took it and put a screw cap on it and shook the hell out of it, it maybe would integrate a little bit better or we give it the, yeah we'll, the, we'll, the we'll see whether it comes to life like I, I know like all of us are on social media we have a couple of other people here that will be on the next episode that if any of these wines come together we'll probably post them on social media so make sure you follow us at Andre Wine Review oh I think great uh, guy girlsgogrape.com okay before we wrap this up first off can we talk about the vintage conditions of 2014 that was before the adx wine company started i know it was a short crop because of the two cold winters it was 13 correct 14. 13 14 14 15 remember, short crop but 15 is the shorter crop yeah and i don't i don't remember 14 being an exceptional well, summer. They, we lost 30 percent of the crop in 14 because of the cold winter previous um uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Oh. Andre seems to be wanting to pour something just to try it. Keep talking about 14, Michael. Jesus, uh, get your head out of your ass. But you just keep touching and poking at me and I'm like <laughs> flick flick flick. I don't know if he wants me to take my pants off or he's trying okay, to 2014. Short okay, crop, blah blah blah, continue. But it's all, but it's also an average vintage. There's nothing spectacular about 14. There's nothing detrimental about 14. As we once had uh, Craig McDonald on the podcast, he once said to us this. Christine, here you go. In Ontario, in a 10-year period, you're going to have three crappy vintages. You're going to have three average vintages, and you're going to have three exceptional vintages. And then there's that one vintage that's just, and that was 2017, that's going to throw the curveball. It's going to be something. It's it's not necessarily going to be crappy. It's not necessarily going to be great. Something is going to happen in that off vintage that is going to... 14 was not that. 14 was the average vintage. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's funny. 14 like is that. as average as you get. 14 was not that. All right. <laughs> 13 was as was as average as you get. The only thing about 13 was we had it we had the at that time, we had the largest crop that Ontario had ever produced. So when I was flicking and poking Michael, I was trying and to And I loved every minute of it. I was trying to grab the 2018 Rusty Shed to see if it had come together any better or worse now that this has been open for no. almost a half an hour. The look on Christine's face <laughs> when she took a nose out of the glass, I think, said everything. Um, I'm not sure. I think the 18 might need another couple years in the cellar, but I, I mean, as far as 18 goes for the Flat Rock Rusty Shed, by the 19s, if you have your 17s, cherish them. But even then, like we've seen the two 17s. Well, the 17 both. was so good. 
but it's already okay. starting to starting to change in a vault. Oh, Christine's going back for the 14 uh, 2027. No, no oh, she's, rin- she's rinsing oh, her glass. She's rinsing with it. With it. <laughs> oh. All right, let's go back to the fifteen. The, the fifteen. Just so you have, a, just so that we leave you with a good taste in your mouth, uh, Christine. Thanks, honey. And uh, I, I, I'm pouring the fifteen uh, sixteen mile as we wrap. Christine, tell us about yourself, where people can find you, and Girl. what you learned about Ontario Chardonnay. No, Ola. don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, just tell us where tell, we tell us what you learned about the tasting. Well, I learned that Ontario Chard should probably not be held longer than five years. I learned that. Five, six, seven, no. five to seven. No, you're right. Five to we seven. We went back to the 2015. Sorry, I'm like, eh. so no, no, five to seven. But she's right. I'm five trying to, to be on the conservative end. I learned that, um, you know, I think that BC and, and Ontario have some very different expressions of Chardonnay, as you would from two different blocks, two different provinces. You know, all of the There's things. Only what, like with, three thousand five hundred yeah, kilometers? Yeah, only a couple, of, couple Just, of kilometers. You know, apart. a couple of provinces in between. Um, and so, and you have to fly over Saskatchewan, right. which changes your whole perception right. of the country. Right. So, what did I learn? I learned that you guys are a ball, and um, I've so enjoyed uh, my time here. You can reach me at Girls Go grape.com i'm a wine writer a travel writer and i host the wine soundtrack canada podcast you can find me there as well and thank you and i'm hashtag shardcore and i always have to whisper it i don't know why because it's hashtag shardcore andre. i'm andre from andrewinereview.ca at andre wine review on all social media because i am unified like that michael i am not unified uh inside or out uh, I am uh, the great guy on some Michael Pincus WineReview.com. I am Michael Pincus on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. We have this podcast. Andre, you seem to be holding up a finger again. And it's not Next the right week's episode. Next week's episode is going to be my least favorite thing that we do on this podcast. Oh, I love these. Epic, it's been a while. Epic. It's been a while. I hate it. Good. I hate it. Good night. I'm so looking forward to Stump the Jump. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.